0: Gerald Salente's track record speaks for itself. He's been forecasting worldwide since 1980. No one has been so right on so many issues so often. He is the publisher of the Trends Journal, founder and director of the Trends Research Institute. And we would like to welcome back to The Real Money Show, Gerald Salente.
1: Gerald, welcome back to The Real Money Show. Great to have you again.
2: It's great being on with you guys.
1: Um, We have a lot of new listeners, and we'd love to introduce them to the Trends Journal and and what you've been doing and and, uh, all of the things that you do. So can you tell us a little bit about the Trends Journal and how it's evolved over the years and some of the macro trends that you're currently watching?
2: Yeah, well, it evolved. We've been doing it now for 40 years, and um, it used to be a little eight-page newsletter, and now it's about a uh, a 50-page magazine, full-color And what we do is we look at the global, economic, uh, geopolitical, social trends around the world. Anything from health care to whole health healing to cannabis to the equity markets and uh, what's going on in the world from Venezuela to Iran, from Africa to Argentina. It's the only magazine in the world where you'll read history before it happens. Today's news is... uh, You know, it's just a repeat of what's going on with no analysis and a lot of opinions. The motto of the Trends Journal is think for yourself. So what the Trends Journal does, it prepares people for the future, to prepare for the dangers and seize the opportunities. And besides the magazines, we do podcasts Monday through Thursday, Trends in the News broadcast on Friday, and Trend Alerts each week.
1: And uh, in this past March issue, you were starting to get ready for 2020. And uh, can you elaborate on some of the uh, Institute's uh, trend forecast relating to, specifically, uh, as, you, as you talk about in, in the journal, the $250, $250 trillion debt bubble?
2: You know, it's going to burst. And what's keeping the markets alive are the, is the cheap money flow. It's monetary methadone just to keep the bull running and they're addicted to it so for example let's go back to last year September 19th to be exact 2018 we made a forecast we called for an economic 9-11 we said the markets were going to go through a severe downturn the next day the S&P 500 hit an all-time high and then shortly after they started a steep decline going into bull market territory down some 20 percent around the globe and more but that changed the reason we made that forecast was because the federal reserve said they were going to be quote aggressive in raising interest rates in two thousand and nineteen but on january fourth two thousand and nineteen when they came out with u-s numbers of employment employment skyrocketed over three hundred thousand people they looked at the wage gains for the year of two thousand and eighteen they were the best in ten years so that meant the Federal Reserve should have raised interest rates. However, Jerome Powell, the Fed chairman, came out and said, well, we're going to be patient raising interest rates because we're concerned about where the equity markets were going. And the Dow, for example, had its worst December since the Great Depression. So we changed our forecast. That's why I don't call myself a futurist. Nobody could predict the future because there are too many wild cards. And then we said there's going to be a... A Trump bump there's going to be a market rally and that's exactly what happened the S&P 500 Nasdaq and the end of April hit new highs because they're going to be patient raising interest rates more cheap money so going ahead this is the presidential reality show in the United States the greatest freak show on earth what does Trump want to get reelected what's he going to do anything he can He's in the real estate business. He wants interest rates to stay low. Anybody that doesn't think the Federal Reserve comes under pressure from the president has no idea of what's happened in the past and is ignorant of history. Because you go back to Richard Nixon, he pressured Burns, the Federal Reserve chairman, not to raise interest rates before the election, and he didn't. And then read Paul Volcker's new book, The Federal Reserve Chairman Under... Ronald Reagan, He was brought into the office and told by James Baker, Reagan's chief of staff, as Reagan's sitting next to him, you have orders from the president not to raise interest rates before the election. What people need to understand is that you don't get to the positions in these Federal Reserve or any kind of, of course, it's not a government position, but a uh, a central bank position, but you don't get to the top of these positions without sucking your way up meaning they take orders and so the pressure up from trump throughout two thousand and eighteen we believe pressured the federal reserve not to raise interest rates so going back to the twenty twenty election we believe they're going to lower interest rates to keep the economy going particularly if you see the equity market start to decline which they're starting to do this has nothing to do by the way with trade wars with China. All of the trade war pressure on China so far with the tariffs has amounted to merely zero point six seven eight percent of China's GDP. The reason the markets are going down is because they're overvalued and there's just a little fluctuation. We see the markets going higher as long as interest rates stay lower. But what we're looking at is at some point this is going to explode. And we believe the explosion is going to happen after the 2020 election when they run out of
1: monetary methadone. Darren has a a quick question for you.
0: Well, I think that uh, on the heels of that, it's a two-part question, Gerald. One, if we know interest rates are going to be low, what trends can the individual follow that might help them long-term, medium-term, might help to protect their wealth, grow their wealth? And two, uh, you're leading into those types of protection and obviously you know from us and and having had a relationship with you over the years we love gold and silver in particular the physical kind Um, what does that tell us about how wealth is being protected around the world especially leading to that next question about central bank buying it's been very heavy so two-part question there
2: well the central bank buying as you well know it's at a 50-year high and it's continuing because they know of this, this debt bubble. It's over $250 trillion. Do you know how much the Federal Reserve the United States pumped into the economy to pump it up during the, uh, the Great Recession?
1: Over you know $4 billion. Uh, four.
2: Yeah, and, and Bloomberg says $9 billion, but the Levy Institute at Bard College just came out with a study. $29 mm-hmm. $29 trillion. Is that 29 mu- trillion dollars
1: that must be uh, under the books that they lent to other governments right like and how did how did Ireland all of a sudden get to be able to buy all these US treasuries and things like that
2: exactly so what we're looking at this debt bubble is going to explode so what could the average person do of course we don't give financial advice of course not and we're trend forecasters mm-hmm. speaking only for myself you know, I believe gold to be the ultimate safe-haven asset. and That's you know, not unique. I mean, everybody that knows anything about gold believes that. And it's a hedge against what's going to happen, and that what's going to happen is going to happen. And there are the wild cards that are going to push it over. And one of them is the war heating up between the United States, Israel, and Saudi Arabia aimed at Iran. And the United States just sent a fleet over there, led by the aircraft carrier, the Abraham Lincoln, into the Straits of Hormuz. Suppose the Iranians said, we don't like what the Americans are doing, and we don't trust them around New Mexico. We're going to bring our fleet into the Gulf of Mexico to, to make sure that they stay in line.
0: I mean, how long would
2: it, we tolerate that? But the United States is, is ratcheting it up overseas. I mention this because going back to gold and making all things connected, we're looking at oil prices. Our forecast for oil prices is $80 a barrel, as it exists now for Brent crude. The more money that goes into the gas tank, the less money goes into the cash registers. If violence breaks out between Iran, Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the United States, you're going to look at oil prices go above $100 a barrel. If that happens, kiss the global economy goodbye and the equity markets. Let's go back to gold, the dollar, and what's going on. The dollar is staying strong, mainly because the other currencies are so weak. What's oil based in petrodollars? Okay, wouldn't you love to be owning right now Turkish lira or Argentinian peso? That if the Argentinian peso is down what some 55 percent already. And, and the, the Turkish lira is diving again, heading back towards its old lows. Take a trip to, to India with the rupee down. India imports well, only about 80% of its energy. Now they have to pay more as their economy is going down, their currency is going down, the dollar is going up, oil prices are going up. That's going to bring down the global economies. So again, you go back to gold. It's the safe haven asset in times of economic turmoil. And by the way, when you hear all this talk about the markets going down because of uh, trade wars with China, as I mentioned earlier, watch gold prices. Gold prices should go much higher if there was really a fear of a trade war. So gold is going to be the indicator of where things are going and that's the way we see it. And I've been making this forecast now for 6 years. Gold has to break over 1385 to head toward 1450. 1450 an ounce is our breakout point for gold. When gold breaks over 1450 an ounce, we believe it's going to spike rapidly to over $2000 an ounce.
1: And uh, in terms of some other forecasts with the Trends Journal, are there things that you're looking at that you see really positive? Because, you know, we've talked about, you know, we're talking about a debt bubble and imploding and having an insurance policy for that. But I know that there's a lot of positive trends in the journal as well that you point to, uh, specifically things like the entrepreneur on-tre- section. And uh, we'd love for our listeners to know, um, you know, some of those trends that, we, that you can watch out for or uh, at least give them a sneak peek so that they, they'll say, I need that trends journal as well.
2: Well, we're looking at a lot of things, the alternatives for um, plastics. Uh, we're looking also at the whole cannabis industry. You know, we were, we were among the first in the Trends Journal a number of years ago. Uh, our, our cover story was Reefer Money Madness. And I have to tell you up in Canada, it's real, and it's happening in the United States and around the world. So this is just the beginning. And not only that, you're going to see more and more uh, plant-based remedies and whole health healing that's going to change a lot Uh, many many people are addicted to pharmaceutical drugs and what i keep saying is if the planet can feed us can it heal us and i believe it can and by the way i also have an honorary doctorate in complementary and integrative medicine from the national university of health sciences and one of the first books i worked on back in the 80s was natural healing so we do a lot in that field as well the other ones to look at too you know the baby boomers and i'm i'm the first generation the first one's out of the baby boomer thing after world war ii i'm born in 46 you know we're going deaf blind and out of our mind and baby boomers are in very bad shape there's going to be a huge market for this and also again uh, with longevity centers with uh, co-housing on and on in many different fields matter of fact remember all those McMansions that were built back in the 90s you're going to start seeing a lot of what they used to call in the old days boarding houses because a lot of boomers can't afford to live on their own. So these are some of the trends we look at. And also, again, going back to, um, to cannabis, the whole hemp industry is going to do a lot to replace plastics. So there are many different trends, whether it's artificial intelligence uh, to, again, whole health healing to the economy to geopolitics. It's all in the Trends
1: Journal. Gerald Salente, it's always so great to have you on the show. We're going to have links on our newsletter uh, for people to get the Trends Journal. And uh, again, always great to have you. Learned so much today. I have to check out that uh, report about the Federal Reserve and how much money they actually injected into the economy. So great to have you, and we look forward to having you again.
2: And thank you, and thank you for all that you do. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.